0: good monday morning everybody hi i'm Glenda geek in ocala florida
2: and i'm jamie jennings and i'm in norman oklahoma you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for april 26 episode 2669 brought to you today by kevin equine good morning horse people i have good news and bad news for you on this monday morning first the bad it's monday But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another
0: week. Filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We have a full show today. We have Max Cochran coming back with us on her way home. We had her on the way down to do the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. Now she's on the way home. Going to be joining us with her thoughts on the whole Very wild weekend. Plus, we have Sally from Eventing Nation joining us as well. We'll also give you our thoughts on (laughs) what happened over the weekend. Plus our Aquaderma guest of the week is Heather Schneider from Windchase Farm. She is a runs a carriage business in Florida here. She's a big time listener of our show as well. She's going to join us and talk to us a little bit about what it's like to run a carriage business. So we got a lot going on on today's show. Jamie has some horse news at the end, so hang around for that as well. I would normally be driving home from kentucky right now and we wouldn't even be doing a show but yeah uh, what what the heck
2: we were supposed to have a post rolex hangover non-show
0: i kind of do feel like i have a (laughs) post rolex hangover from watching all weekend
2: i know you were texting me all day sunday and i just ignored you i I know you
0: did you did ignore (laughs) me (laughs) sorry
2: i I don't talk to you when we're not doing this show you know that (laughs) what are you new (laughs)
0: We have some birthdays. Happy. Happy birthday to Megan Hennessy and Matt Hagee. They're both auditors of ours. And also, thank you to all the listeners who wished me a happy birthday over the weekend. I appreciate that. Plus, we had a couple of auditors. Uh, We had a new one, Megan Elizabeth, who's from England. Welcome, Megan. And also, Chelsea and Jen both raised their pledges. And uh, I would like to say that my birthday was absolutely wonderful, but I had a couple days of fever after my shot. Jennifer was fine. I, I got the fever and headaches and all that that so i was happy to sit on the couch and watch cross country on saturday your turn
2: So the, the the last two horses that I got in training from Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation, these are the adoptable thoroughbreds that get sent to me via a, a, a grant from the ASPCA, the right horse, and sometimes some of the after the finish line will provide grants. And so I get to train them. And I had over the weekend, the last two horses I had were Okey Brown and Money Baron. Okay. So... Okey Brown was a ginormous 17-hand and I mentioned last week that he has now arrived in Maryland to our listener Angela Bailey who adopted him which is fantastic but Money Bear and I took back to the rescue he was done with his training and and somebody wanted to go look at him well I just found out he got adopted too wow, so your two for is two
0: continuing here
2: I know and then we've got some I had one I had two horses come in after them and um one, people are fighting over right now. <laughs> I'm like, like, like,
0: like, uh, finding an RV right now. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, I mean, but it's, it's amazing. The ones that come to me for training because they get to see them being ridden mm. and being worked and, and, and people are now trusting me. Like, so I posted, I was like, Hey, if it, all you people that have been looking for a big sound, quiet gelding, here it is. Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> I had the, the they're trainer. Gonna, they're gonna
0: have an auction. They're gonna auction it off now.
2: Oh, would not be nice if we could do that. The, the the trainer. I got a message from from the rescue this morning. Now she's like, okay, the the uh, there's a girl from Arkansas who wants to come down with her daughter and her trainer and see the horse. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've only sat on it one time. (laughs) It's like, they were like, do you want to try it out? I'm like, there's no trying out. We trotted in the round pin for like 30 (laughs) seconds. That's it. I'm like, it's not quite ready to be spun around by like a teenager and her trainer. So call, let's back up. Let's back this train up a little bit and let's calm down. I was like, if they want to take him, take him. If not, don't, I, but like, so you're gonna have to be patient. <laughs> like, okay, I'll slow your roll. I don't need people walking up in my house anymore. Which, by the way, I have signs up. I just oh, you put regular. signs up
0: now? Keep the hell. I out? just
2: got regular, like, no trespassing. Good. Do not well, enter. That protects you, signs.
0: actually. That helps protect. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So when, when you shoot up them. My- <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Oliver Townend. Uh, does a third in a row and only one ever to do that at land rover no, was michael young did it. Yeah. yeah so
2: so, he's, so i he's don't know
0: second <laughs> one to do it i know i know how you feel about this particular topic but that doesn't change the <laughs> result uh valamore class so uh, you know he's he's been one that's been known to knock rails down and he didn't Yesterday And did quite well. Poor, poor Boyd. Boyd would have been sitting in second place had he not taken that one rail down. He took one rail down and jumping and would have been sitting in second place, ended up in fourth place with on cue and still Let's the national about- champ. But let's
2: talk about Tamara Smith, who just ended up getting totally hosed on cross country where she broke a frangible pin. Now, granted, her horse just did not pick up a hind end yeah. over one, but they're not supposed to give you penalties unless it prevented a fall. And I don't feel like it prevented a fall. I feel like it was. Was, she, was right that, over that the
0: one where the log just went rolling down the hill? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. And she was like in the lead. She had she was like sitting in second first or second after dressage. She didn't have any Else, and then had those eleven faults for breaking a frangible pin. Like I feel like she got hosed.
0: Yeah, she went oh, clean in stadium too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there were some. There were some sad cases, and then the prices. So, uh, so they came over, brought what seemed like a hundred horses, and took second and third place, and uh, rode very well over the weekend. I mean, you know, I'm sure they didn't recoup what they spent to to, to show up and show, but uh, they did very well.
2: Their government pays for that, I'm sure. Like, it's an Olympic year. I'm sure all oh, these yeah, horses that's were true. funded.
0: Yeah. Well, well, Ollie Townend and Tim and Janelle are, are being looked at very closely. I'm sure, uh, at, you know, for, uh, for the team this year, we, we're we going to get Sally on here in a bit and talk about, you know, how we feel about how it went and the cross country and all of that stuff. There were a lot of comments that, of course, there, you know, anytime there's falls, there's people that are commenting and there were a lot of our listeners that posted that they just couldn't watch. It's, they feel it's too dangerous. And, you know, that's. That's oh the four star. Yeah, or even the and- five star. I mean, either, you know, there were falls and horses falling. Mostly though in the five star, I feel like it was riders falling off. Um and the horses stayed up. I think on the five star, I think there were more horse falls, on, but I could be wrong. I didn't check ECWA ratings to to see that cuz they keep track of all of that God, stuff. God, the
2: technology though, right now with the air vests and the frangible pins, like what what would have been could catastrophic the people pop right up
0: You're 10 like, years what? ago this would have been a whole different story
2: oh boyd's fall oh my god i was like there okay, were no, no
0: ambulance trips there were no for humans or horses i mean nope. and when you see the falls that happened there would have been uh, there would have been 100 broken ribs on saturday <laughs> had it not it was, been for the air vests
2: air vests and and the frangible technology is just has just saved the sport i mean it's just amazing
0: I, I frangible pins went a bunch over the weekend. I mean, they you could just see them, and they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, they did their job
2: on retired racehorse radio. We're doing a series with Tad Coffin, who was the first American to ever win the gold medal in the Olympics on a thoroughbred, by the way, That's not, not the first, but on the thoroughbred in like nineteen seventy six I would love to ask him what he thinks about the eventing. Now versus then, because it just, it's just so different. It's just so different.
0: Now, it was a tough course. I mean, there was a reason that people were having trouble, you know, finding their spots and stuff. It was a tough course, but then it's an Olympic year. It's supposed to be a tough course, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's designing the same, he's the one that's designing the course for uh, Japan. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough course there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's going to be a tough course there. Uh, you know, fortunately for the five star, the rain held off. Uh, but you know, I was reading Kyle Carter. Yeah. Kyle Carter said, uh, you know, because there were a lot of people commenting about footing, and he said the footing was not a problem all day. <laughs> it was even in the four star after the rain started. The footing, and he he posted pictures of the grass. It uh, was I I thought watching it, I was like, wow, it is really holding up. I think if it had started the night before and the five star runners, but then again, they used a different track. So I think, you know, it held up. You're right. Uh, but if it had started earlier in the day, then I think the, the, you know, it would have deteriorated quicker for the four stars later in the afternoon. I loved by the way, and I hope they continue doing four star because yeah. it made a more spectator you know you go there usually and i i get it people want to shop uh but usually you're done with cross country by what 12:31 o'clock yeah and you're done whereas here it wasn't done to what 4 yeah so- it was exhausting
2: I, and and <laughs> at some point i was like okay i have to go to work like i have to do so i sat on the computer with my friend ginger came over and abby and we sat watching it online for hours and finally i'm like okay That's enough. (laughs) I got to (laughs) go. I had six horses to ride yesterday. I was like, I didn't see any show jumping. I was like, my responsibilities took over. I was like, you know what? By God, I got to get to there, get to Rolex somehow or Land Rover somehow. I got to (laughs) practice. It would have been a lot different
0: for you trying to go to Land Rover this year with all of the horses you got floating around there. I wouldn't
2: have had as many.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get Sally from Eventing Nation on here. She was there covering the whole thing. So she was there firsthand experience with the rain and, and everything that happened, the empty stadium, which was really weird uh, for show jumping. Let's get her on. She's at the airport. I Hello. Think. Hi, Sally. Are you at the I airport? I am at the airport. You are? I am. I made it. <laughs> Good. Do you have a minute to chat with us? Of course. Well, now,
2: which airport are you at? Are you at Lexington or Louisville or Cincinnati?
3: I went to Lexington. I'm like living luxury this year, flying Uh, directly out of Lexington.
2: It's a nice little airport, too. Yeah. I was gonna it say, it's like, so easy. There's like five people at my gate right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we're doing this a- interview, but like everybody's gonna hear you because there's it's so small. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's like it It's like echoing. So, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, everybody, you'll make some new fans. How about I can, that?
0: It sounds like you're hiding under a pillow to talk to us. Actually.
3: Oh uh, well, I have my mask on. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm well, that's okay. You have initiate, to at the airport. So yeah, yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. So what was so, we were just yeah. talking?
0: talking about how was, everything. how was your
3: weekend? Yeah. Like anything happened? <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I went to this horse show. Um, it was okay. It rained a lot. Uh, <laughs> it was um it was epic. No, I mean it was uh it was really strange to be there with no people. I mean there was definitely people there with the they did allow some owners to come and um some you know obviously grooms and there was about thirty media people there. So it was a it was a pretty close group of people but Gosh, it was it was amazing to just have it run at all. I mean, after last year, and I think all the riders, especially the riders with the older horses, um, we're really grateful to have an opportunity to run a five star. So, hats off to everybody who made it happen. Mm-hmm
0: we were just talking about uh, cross country you know there've been a lot of comments on social media you've seen them on your pages um and you sure. know how some this happens every year some people think it's awful and you know the sport has to change cuz it's too dangerous and there were i you know do you know the statistics were there more falls this year than than there were in previous years it always seems like there's more and then when you look at the numbers you're surprised
3: sure yeah so yes this year there were more um we had seven horse falls this year Um, we have had seven horse falls since 2015 prior to this. So that's, that's a quite significant higher number. Um, you know, I talked to Derek DeGracia, the the course designer a little bit yesterday, and I, I feel bad for the guy. I think he was a little nervous to talk to me because he wasn't (laughs) sure what I was going to ask him, but, um, no, he, he said, you know, obviously every course designer hates to see horses fall. I mean, that's never the intention. Um, I think he was maybe a little surprised to see how some of the questions had written. Um, but, you know, I think that's just feedback that he'll take for his Tokyo design. And um, obviously the Tokyo cross country will be just a little bit less than a five-star level. They don't have it going five-star just to make it a little bit equal for some of the smaller federations. So uh, theoretically you won't see quite as much intensity, um, but it's still going to be an Olympic track. So, you know, I think some of the riders, you know, all over town, and had some words to say, just saying that you know this was as tough as it gets, and I can't see the Olympics being any harder than this. But um, you know, we have like we have to take a look, a little bit more of a look into the the, the numbers. Um, but definitely, yes, a higher number of horse falls. And um, you know, I, I did talk also with William Fox Pitt um, from Great Britain, and he was unfortunately one of those horse falls, and he fell at one of the questions towards the end of the course that was that caused three total horse falls. Um, Boyd Martin and Mike Pendleton also fell there. And um, he said that was kind of a question that the, I don't know, horses seem to just kind of want to hang the right leg there. And and it wasn't necessarily a course design flaw, but he did say that, you know, he wasn't a fan of a couple of the questions, but overall, I think the writer did say it was a proper five-star. I mean, that's, it is what it is. And sometimes I think you see a higher clear rating here in Kentucky than you would in Badminton or Burley. And um, so when you don't have that, it makes it look even worse. But at the end of the day, you don't want horse falls. And I think that's important to remember.
0: We were just talking about the frangible pins and the technology and how 10 years ago, this would have been a whole different story.
3: Sure. 100%. Um, Yeah.
0: I mean, we would have had horses out in ambulances all day long. I mean, but we didn't, right? And there were no humans that ended up at the hospital, right? No.
3: No, I mean, the miraculously, Boyd, I was there when he went down and, you know, I was convinced he did a collarbone or something. I mean, he yeah. was, he wasn't feeling good, but he, he, I don't know if you saw on Facebook this morning, oh the picture God.
2: of him in the ice. Yes. <laughs> this is so fantastic. It is a picture of him in a stall sitting in a giant water tub filled
0: with yeah. ice water <laughs> on a cold day
2: <laughs> on a cold day and he's yes. just sitting there taking it man that guy is yeah. like he has
3: ice in his veins you know so it doesn't really matter. if that's not boyd martin in a picture i don't really know what else is
0: <laughs> so i thought the two people that needed awards over the weekend were the guy who invented the air vests and the guy who invented frangible pins both <laughs> needed sure. awards over the weekend right there sure, yeah. Sure.
3: yeah yeah for sure uh, interesting though um we didn't have more we had one pin go um and I, I thought that was interesting because there was a horse that fell at a frangible fence and the pin did not go. And it was a more of a left leg than a – so Tammy Smith's horse hit the pin um, at the coffin and he kind of bellied it. So he did not hit it with his front end. Um, a little bit of
2: controversy on whether or not that was yeah. analyzed. What did you think about that? Because I thought that it was – It was to be in case that they were going to fall, but he got it with his hind end, which he probably could have scooted over it. So how did that not get taken away? Mm -hmm. I'm not
3: exactly sure. Um, I didn't get the impression, and and I don't want to speak for Tammy, but I did not get the impression that they were fighting it overly hard, or at least by the time I had kind of gotten the rundown, they had kind of... You know, accepted, and Tammy was so thrilled with with the horse. So it doesn't really matter to her. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember the way the rules written. But when I talked to William about it, he reiterated that he was just gutted for Tammy because that, in his opinion, is not the purpose of the pin. Um, that horse was not in danger of of rotating. Um, but at the same time, I guess who's to say that it wouldn't have been worse without the pin? You know, you can't really say.
2: So oh, that horse
3: is it's a little bit so- gray.
2: Incredible! So oh, he's insane. I, he's def- insane.
3: I'm so thrilled for her. I mean, it's gutting that she would have been second without the pin, but she's top ten. I don't think she can be happy unhappy with that in any way. So yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Stadium Day. Um, what we obviously we're all watching at home and with the empty seats. Was there mm-hmm. was there still atmosphere there? All we could hear was the drone. <laughs> On TV. <laughs> oh, the drone. The drone was so loud, wasn't it? Now, was it loud in the um, stadium, or was it just loud on TV?
3: No, it was loud in the stadium. I mean, the drone was pretty, pretty, uh, you could hear it. <laughs> it was
0: obnoxious. Um, <laughs> it was,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, it, it was it, it was just really big. It was like the biggest drone I think I've ever seen. Not that I've seen that many drones, but it was large. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and this, it, um, it, there was definitely some atmosphere still, and, and to be honest, uh, I, I think a lot of there were a decent amount of people in the stand. I mean, obviously not what normally would be there, but I think all the owners and the grooms and all the support people kind of got to go in the stands and watch, which was kind of cool. Um, So the applause that the writers were getting was more than what I was thinking um, they were going to get. But, you know, going in there, I think even if there aren't people and and some of the writers even commented that without people, it almost was more eerie, you know, a little bit more of an empty ominous aura, or I don't know if ominous is the right word, but, um, so I think that stadium itself just has atmosphere. You don't have to have people in it to make it kind of imposing.
0: That's what Emma Klugman said. And I saw her interview and she, was it with you? She said that she said going in, Mm -hmm. it's just like, Oh my God.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I did the thoroughbred makeover. You had to go do your dressage test in there. And it was like, half the horses were just unglued and probably it was because of the riders like, yeah, like, yeah for, sure, for sure for <laughs>
3: sure i'd be going down that ramp like oh my god i can't believe this so i mean oh I my god it. oh my god oh my
2: god <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
0: how weird was it oh there's one other horse i want to talk about that seemed to be a fan favorite but jennifer too mm-hmm. is corvette whose horse was that again
3: Oh my God. So Emily Hamill. Yes. She was a rookie this year. Yes. Um, she rides with Philip Dutton and, and she's 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 a she's a superstar. I mean that horse I mean you saw him. <laughs> he just never looked like he was trying, but he was jumping two foot two feet higher than all the jumps.
0: He looked like a Corvette. They needed invent mean, a,
3: he was just... They needed to invent a six star for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing horse and he definitely became a fan favorite over the weekend. If there was one horse I could oh, pick out incredible. and go, Oh my god, that's that's the one everybody remembers is Corvette.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's very memorable. He's he just he just looks gleeful is how I
0: would describe him. <laughs> Were there any jumping others that just there. stood out to you?
3: Uh, you know Emma Klugman really had a great round. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the rookies, right? Um,
0: you know a couple of the rookies
3: unfortunately didn't have the best days, but um, Emma Klugman just kind of clocked around there and really made it look easy. Um, I thought Tammy had a great round. I thought Lauren Kiefer, I'm sorry, Lauren, Lauren Nicholson, um, and Vermiculus had a great round, um, and then Buck Davidson. I was really thrilled that you know I think he was a little disappointed not to have finished a little higher with his, uh, especially his Carlevo horse, but. Um he got his first five star completion with um with uh, Jack my style. and um, so he's got some really, really happy owners this week. so I think um, i'm I'm super happy for him. and with him losing his legendary Valley No castle rm over the weekend suddenly, um I think it helped that he had a, a great weekend to kind of honor him. so it was it was a bit emotional, I think, for him, and really happy that he had a pretty good weekend too. so.
0: And Boyd uh, must really want that rail back. I, I, from what I calculated, oh, it would have put gosh. him in second if he hadn't taken the rail? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that yeah no, he would have,
3: I think he was pretty gutted for sure, but...
0: I mean, he's still the that national champion. right? That was her
3: first, for sure. And that yeah. was that horse's first five-star, and she's not traditionally a very good show jumper. Um, so for her to go in and have one rail, and for him to not be, I mean, he's probably 50% sound. So I think... All things considered, I am sure he'd love to have it back, but I think it could have been a lot worse too. So
2: can we talk about um what I read about on Sunday morning, but nobody has mentioned again is that Ollie Townend's horse got spun uh in the mm, jog yeah, ups. He did. Mm-hmm.
0: His and, other horse, he had two horses.
2: So yes. That used yeah. to be a really big deal because here's what here here's what spun means for those who don't know. When you present your horse at the jog, you jog your horse and the vets go, Uh I gonna hold that one. You need to present it again. And you most people, if your horse gets held, you withdraw. Because, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, in the barns on Saturday night, everybody is icing and (laughs) praying. I mean, that is what is happening. Especially after that day. (laughs) Yeah, arnica, arnica gel, they're shoving in the horse, anything you can to get your horse comfortable. And those who Mm -hmm. take their horse to the jog that are not 100% good, they they know it. Which is why you jog the horse, and then if they yeah. hold it and they're like, mm, this, this, we're going to put a hold on that horse, you walk away because you know. Mm-hmm. But there's some people yeah. that are like, no, nah, man, I can get them through it. And then it sure. used to be a very big deal if you represented and you did not get accepted and you got spun. That was a very big black mark. And I only saw it mentioned one time. Is it, it does nobody care about that anymore? I'm not sure. I, you know,
3: I, uh we talked a little bit about this at dinner last night, a couple of the other media girls and I, and um, you know, I think without being there and Oliver's team and, and knowing exactly what was going on, I mean, the horse was pretty clearly not feeling his self. I mean, I noticed that he jogged him down and then um, when he came around to come Come turn around to come back. The horse didn't want to turn around, right? You know, it kind of tried to back up, and and I just it just looked a little uncomfortable. So, yeah, I, I, my my mo on that sort of thing is without knowing exactly what the situation is, and without knowing, you know, because take Emma Klugman's horse for example, she got held, and he's he's eighteen, nineteen, um, you know, maybe a little bit sore and stiff, and I. I, I, I I don't know. I, I, I'm not a five-star rider, so I can't really sit there and say, well, I, I, would have pushed through a, you know, if my horse is a little bit body sore, I know my horse, I know he can go through. And, and I think that's controversial in itself, right? You know, you want your horse to be feeling a hundred percent, but it's a three day event. Do your horses always feel a hundred percent on Sunday at a three day? I, I would venture to say no. So, you know, I, it, it's a hard topic. Um, I guess my personal approach is that I just not knowing exactly what, what they did and what they try to do to get the horse passed is, is hard to, to pass judgment on. Cause I don't know, you know,
2: and that's why they keep media out of the barn. Yeah. Do you,
0: do you, and every year, were, were you like, surprised media, that
3: you go back in the barn? Were you yeah. surprised that Morgan did,
0: didn't fail on Sunday morning? I thought we'd have a few.
3: I was more surprised that more in the four star than that's what
0: I mean. Yeah, I really <laughs> meant the four star. Brutal. I didn't want to say it.
3: <laughs> that was brutal. Um, but those horses, those horses trotted up better than I thought they would. So, I mean, props to their teams because that's a lot of work to get a horse through a jog and, and get it feeling 100 percent after a day like that. So.
0: Well, I know you have to run um, because you have to catch a plane to go home. But thank you for joining us and, yeah. and great coverage over the weekend, yeah, everybody. And uh, by the oh, way, thank you. shout out to John Kyle, did a tremendous job, yeah, as he always so does. He
3: did. Oh, he, it was so nice to have John back, wasn't it?
0: Oh, man, it was, it was nice. Uh, I got a birthday message from him like, when do you have time to do that? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I bet I didn't actually get to see him. I'm kind of sad about that, but I can't imagine. I, I imagine he was very happy to be out doing that. Because I mean, he's he's just so good at announcing, and he knows so much about all the pairs, and it's, it's it was nice. He makes I, I it sound
0: effortless; he really does.
2: He <laughs> does. <And> some <laughs> of his he sayings are the so. Clever, oh,
4: yeah.
0: his sayings are funny. We were commenting on some of yeah. his sayings; are just so funny. Oh
3: yeah, Um
0: uh, yeah, And Frankie, uh, who who helped him out over the weekend, did a great job too. So yeah, yeah she,
3: who is seven months pregnant by the way? Oh really? Like, the rock star. She's been. Oh yeah, she's been she's been here for 10 days doing those behind the barn interviews. And then she's, uh, I think she's
2: flying home today unless she was able to hop on a plane last night. So She is not only like super pretty, she is super nice. I I got to know her pretty well when I was in Arizona. We compete in California. And she is like, you're just like, it's not fair that you can be that pretty and that sweet and that talented. And if you're wondering who we're talking
0: about, Frankie was the other, the female voice you heard on the coverage. Before
2: Karen got on there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Before Karen got on. Yep and really helped John out for a while uh, so he could go to the bathroom <laughs> occasionally. But <laughs> so. Thank you, yeah. Sally. Appreciate it. Hey, your one yeah. good thing is you didn't spend any money shopping. So
3: No, I didn't. I, you know, I actually was going to go shopping yesterday, but I didn't have time. So I guess my, my bank account will thank me,
0: but um, there
3: was like three <laughs> vendors there. So I think it was like area and like, Kong Equine, Kong for dogs has a Kong Equine sector now. I don't know, go look it up. It's interesting. Um, Yeah, so no no shopping to be had, unfortunately. But hopefully, we'll see you guys all there next year. And um, you know, thanks for following along. And it was it was a really really great weekend. I think I'm just mostly grateful that it happened. So
0: well, you got a long flight. Sleep on the plane. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Bye, Sally.
3: (laughs) Yes, I will. All right, thanks, guys. Bye.
0: Well, uh. let's hear a little bit about Kevin Ecoin. We're going to talk more about, uh, more about the whole weekend later on in the show with Max Cochran. We do have some question-first-world problems. Apparently, people still had some. Uh, but first, we have to hear about Kevin
2: A fallen section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from a headache and repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in. A fence is not unlike the intestinal barrier in this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section of fence or loose and tight junctions in the gut lining holes or leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier known as leaky gut syndrome can result in various health and welfare problems. And it's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses. But there's something you can do about it. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption, and positive attitude. For optimal health, inc- ensure your feed includes Clostad, Budapurl ZEQ, and Chemtrace Chromium from Kemen Equine. Learn more at kemen.com slash leaky gut. That's K-E-M-I-N.com slash leaky gut. Side note, I was trying to figure out if my feed had all of these wonderful things in them, and, and so I sent them a message and he's like, oh, yeah, here's the list. And my my feed does include it. So that's well, what's your feed.
0: But Let's give them a plug.
2: Neutrina, baby.
0: Neutrina. Yeah, it has. It I don't huh? know
2: if you wanted me to name the feed no, that's because fine.
0: we're sponsored by somebody else on another show. <laughs> no, no, that's fine.
2: <laughs> I have just all the different varieties. It's the easiest one to come by around here. And I really like it. So uh, that's what I feed. and so your all horse m- is getting all those in. nutrients. They are getting it. But what my point is, you can just contact Kevin. I sent them like a little message on their website, kevin.com. And I mean, almost instantaneously, somebody wrote me, wrote me back. It was pretty cool.
0: When I was talking to Kevin the last time, I talked to him about a month ago, he said they get more messages from our listeners than almost any other place they, they advertise. Wow. So people are checking in with them. No question about it. So thank you all for doing that yeah. and supporting our sponsors. We appreciate it. Well, right now, we have our Aquaderma Guest of the Week, who is also a longtime friend of ours. matter of fact, I was down at her farm not too long ago did, and did a carriage ride. We drove a couple of the draft horses around for a little while, had some fun, got to meet everybody. And that's Heather Schneider of Chase Farm. She's down there on the coast of Florida. Hi, Heather.
4: Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing?
0: Good. Thank you for joining us. tonight. you're also a listener to our show, aren't you?
4: I am um, in my job. I do a ton of traveling. We actually service the entire state of Florida. So I have put miles on galore. And I have found that um, both The Driving Radio Show and Horses in the Morning are like my favorite podcast to listen to when I'm traveling.
0: Yay! We like that. <laughs> Love to hear that. So it, you run a carriage business. So you do everything. You do weddings and the uh, Indian uh, ceremonies and, and funerals and all of that. What, what, what do you do the most of?
4: Well, COVID changed a few things,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah.
4: So, um, we were very pre COVID. We were very invested in traditional and Indian weddings. Um, we actually had several, um, Indian wedding horses that are specifically trained for that job. Um, and used to the drums and the dancing and all that. And, um, we were really busy with the Cinderella carriage and the ponies and the vis a and, you know, really sending out a lot of horses for special events like that, um, birthday parties, that kind of thing. Um, and then COVID kind of hit. And a lot of those events, those events had to be canceled, postponed, rescheduled. Um, and so we kind of, for the past year, um, what's actually happened is our funeral business has, um, picked up tremendously. In fact, we brought in a new hearse recently from, uh, actually it was made in Poland, shipped to Australia and then delivered to Miami. So, um, <laughs> we brought that carriage in and, uh, we have two hearses that are pretty much operating, you know, several events a week. So, um, yeah, that's keeping us busy. So our, it's shifted a little bit. Now we're seeing a change back the other way now we're starting to see more of those um events we did a daddy daughter dance last night for john hopkins out in tampa last night um so we're kind of seeing the events kind of turning around as well
0: well that's good i mean doing funerals all the time would be would get old i think for for you i mean you want some fun in there too um (laughs) so now you have a variety of horses too you've draft horses and ponies and all kinds of things Yeah, you
4: know, a lot of my competition friends know me just as a white pony driver. I drove those little white ponies forever. Um, And so we realized that some of these commercial carriages are quite big and maybe a little heavier than what we would want to put on a pony. And so we started with a Clydesdale and then it turned into two Clydesdales and then it turned into three Clydesdales. Um, And then we added a Shire and another Shire. And most recently, we purchased um, a pair of Frisians that um, we're hoping that we can get them um, to our new European hearse sometime soon.
2: So just, let me just um, tell you that you're he- heading upwards in the way of feed
0: bills <laughs> in <It's> Florida. <laughs> uh huh.
2: Yeah. yeah. The ponies were a little a little more uh, cost effective. Just telling you.
4: It's not just a little. Um, our average <laughs> Clydesdale eats about. 50 pounds of hay a day.
0: Oh, dear God. Um,
4: and that's probably what all of... One Clydesdale... We figure one Clydesdale is equivalent to four ponies.
0: Oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> and she has some big <laughs> Clydesdales, too. She really does. And if you see her carriage barn, there's a collection. How many carriages do you have?
4: Um, We actually... Uh, I want to say there's probably about a dozen or so back there. We ha- We were very fortunate. My father had built um, a large building that's actually kind of attached to our house, a carriage house. And he stored his antique cars in his motorhome in there when he, um, because they lived out on the water, which they didn't have a place to store it. Um, I don't think in his plans when he built it, he assumed that it would ever become a carriage barn, but um, yes, uh, he passed recently and we have uh, commuted, we've converted that barn from automobiles to a collection of carriages.
0: And you you do events all over the state. I mean, you've gone down to the keys and you've driven four or five, six hours.
4: Yeah, our horses, um, well they you know, a lot of times they're just used for photo ops when they actually get to the job. They don't you know, you can imagine these combined driving ponies that are used to going for miles getting off the trailer and they're like, We're gonna stand here for two hours? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Um, but we do a lot of shipping and, um, we travel, like I said, Key West to pretty much like Tampa, Orlando It's kind of our top line. We occasionally go into St. Augustine if they need us, but not very often. Um, but yeah, so we have a large territory that we're servicing. So, um, I always laugh. I'm like, I put a hundred and some thousand miles on my truck in two years and I never left the state of Florida. <laughs> So business is good.
0: (laughs) Tell me what is the most one, you know, pick one of the most bizarre things that have happened.
4: The most bizarre, Um, I have at a wedding. I had a um, mother of the groom hire the horse and carriage, and we arrived and the bride, for whatever reason, despite how lovely my ponies looked and the carriage looked, would not get in the carriage.
0: She was too scared. So we ended
4: up taking the mother of the... (laughs) Yeah, after the ceremony, she wouldn't get in the carriage. She just, like, refused to. And so... um, So I ended up taking the mother of the groom for a very beautiful ride, and I took her and delivered her to the reception And Oh, my God! (laughs) So that was a little bit bizarre, and... Um I have um gosh. Yeah, we had a little surprise one day when they were loading our first we didn't realize there was such a thing as a clear viewing casket. That was a little bit kind of awkward
0: too. What? What? <laughs> you mean like made of glass? It's-
4: um, like acrylic box? Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise, too. So so wait a minute. Just, the hearse has windows.
0: So for everybody, if you haven't ever seen a horse-drawn hearse, it has windows around it. So you see the casket. So you were seeing through the windows, in through the walls of the casket, you were seeing a body going down the road. <laughs>
2: yeah, Yeah oh my god let me just publicly put on the record for any friends or family members that are currently listening do not do that to me glenn's like this is the way i'm gonna get her in a carriage when she's dead and i'll show her body to everybody no offense to you like i mean you're just doing what you're supposed to do does that creep you out at all um, I was fortunate that
4: day I drove the truck and trailer. <laughs> uh
2: huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So yeah, yes,
4: and it you was. Know always amazes me is that we have people that will be like you know we meet a lot of times if the the route is too far we'll meet the hearse we'll meet an an automobile hearse and we'll do a transfer and um we'll be sitting there waiting for the automobile hearse and how many people come up to me and look at the hearse and say are you doing a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I mean this is like weekly this is like every week they come up and they would be like so are you here for a birthday party or a wedding and I'm like it's a hearse (laughs) Um, and it
0: looks like like a hearse I mean there's no mistaking it it looks like a hearse
2: like do you see the body in the back because it's fully enclosed in glass and the horses are covered in
0: black drapes and (laughs) it's like it's a hearse uh you know uh, we even have it in our in our wills that there's no viewing i mean there will be no pexi- plexiglass casket there's no viewing in our in our lives so or in our deaths rather uh yeah <laughs> so i'm thinking that's rather creepy Well, this is, (laughs) you do have a wild job. There's no question about that. We won't even get into the Indian ceremonies because those are just out of this world. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Equiderma. You have white ponies, so keeping them clean is a chore, and I'm assuming that's where Equiderma products come in.
4: Yeah, actually, it's interesting. Um, The Equiderma products actually came in when we brought Clydesdale's into Southeast Florida um, because... Clydesdales and, um, and now more recently, the Frisians, are known for skin problems in tropical Florida. They are not a breed that said, wait, let me come live with Mickey, because <laughs> they don't want to live in South Florida with bugs and stuff. So we actually have discovered Equiderma while, um, with, in our challenges to keep our horses' coats really healthy and to keep the bugs off of them. Um, some of our draft horses have pink noses. We've been using the zinc oxide paste as a sunscreen for them. Um, and so we just kind of, I kind of tried it. It was, it was at a boarding barn and they were like, here, try this on your draft horse. And I tried some and it worked. And when I brought him home, I just ordered the whole line from Equiderma and I just tried everything. And I was just shocked at how well all of my horses um, responded to the shampoo, the conditioners, you know, the fly sprays and um, you know, we just we kind of just tried everything to see what we liked, and we ended up liking everything. I was like, "How is this possible? That it's actually my horse's hair is growing back, and skin's looking better." And so um, we just saw the results, and that's you know for us that's a big deal. And um, yesterday we were actually at the job that we were at, and this little girl—it was a daddy-daughter dance—and she came up and she said, "Your horses don't smell. They don't smell like horses." <laughs> <laughs> So that was kind of cute. <laughs> Everybody
0: expects yeah. horses. People that don't know about horses really expect them to smell like poop. That's what they expect.
2: <laughs> I always say if horses if horses poop smell like cat poop, nobody would have horses. That's
0: true. <laughs> or chicken poop. <laughs> That's true. Heather, thank you. What's the website?
4: Uh our website is windchase.farm.
0: And and uh, she gave you the territory she does. So basically, if you're from uh, Orlando down in Florida, and you need uh, you need a wedding, you need a funeral, you need something a father daughter dance, whatever it is, give them a call and they'll be out uh, be out to help you out. Thanks, Heather. Appreciate it.
4: Hey, thanks. It was great talking to both of you. Have a good day. Equiderma.com,
0: and we thank them too for setting this up. Bye, Heather. Bye. She's a lot of fun and we had a good time driving her, her uh, draft horses around it was, it was a lot of fun she's uh, she does a good job with it all and she's really attached their farm is attached to a venue that does weddings it's a big park that does weddings and stuff so all they do to drive the horses over there and do the wedding So That's it's, it is convenient and she's right on the coast all right let's do the next thing which is this. Mm-hmm. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian
2: first world problems. This ought to be good. Now, let me remind everybody that... um These are actual first-world problems submitted by our listeners, and uh, they are auditors, and I would like to just tell you that I put put a post uh, usually Sunday night slash middle of the night, Monday morning, like I did this morning, and uh, they they go in and fill out and let us share in their dilemmas. So, Glenn, if somebody wants to participate in this, how do they become an
0: auditor? Well, just like Megan Elizabeth did from England, you can go on to Horse Radio network.com scroll down the right hand side of the page and click on the auditor banner. a little three dollars a month you too can become an auditor we do have some incentives at the 10 and 25 dollar level a month we have a lot of people at 25 dollars a month actually we thank you all and uh, those incentives are mugs and stickers and things like that and they get sent out to you after you've been an auditor for three months and there's a bunch of people going to be starting to get get some incentives here very shortly so thank you all
2: well let's start with uh Ina's problem—it's very sad. She said that um, I pulled a groin muscle in my dressage lesson, and now it hurts when I try to ride at any speed more than a walk. <laughs> it also hurts walking around, but that's not a first world problem for people. That's I not I think this is a first enough. world. I think it's a
0: real problem, actually.
2: <laughs> well, we did have a slew of those, so I had to make our way through them. People, this is not a vent. Your real problems. This is a <laughs> like poor Matt. Um, you know, he was going to make a video of going to pick up a load of hay and put it on Facebook. But like when he started to video, he didn't charge the camera and it died. So now he has to wait a whole month before he gets a video of getting hay. (laughs) Ah, how's he going to make it? Uh, Kara says that I listed one of my two year old fillies for sale at like a ridiculously high price thinking there's a no way she would sell. But she did, so now I have to juggle all my other horses around so my two-year-old isn't all alone. Oh, too many horses, so sad. Alex said, I finally found a bridle for my sensitive horse that he loves, but now I have to get one in black, too. We have talked about this. The saddle, the, the carpet must match the drapes, okay? The saddle has to match the bridle. Um... Hillary says, I have to ride in the student schooling saddles until my saddle comes back from having the tree adjusted. And I just don't know how my bum is going to survive without like a French leather monoflap. Girl, we must have the same kind of saddle and taste. Uh, (laughs) Kristen says, because my butt is tired of this, you know. I have to ride in some, I, I don't put my good saddles on the starter horses. So I've got my like beat up saddles and I'm, I need more, I need higher trained horses, Glenn, <laughs> so I can put my nice tack on them. Um, Kristen says, I bought two new pairs of half chaps and they're both ugly. It's just so hard to find my size. You know what they look like. Now I want to know.
0: What do they look like?
2: Uh, Glenn, you made a suggestion a while ago that sometimes horses might have their own problems and they want to ride in. Do you remember that?
0: I did. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, um, Firefly, the Mustang got online and wrote in and she's Firefly says, my mom said she was buying me a present and I was all excited, like maybe a pink halter with sparkles, but no, a slow feed. net is not a present. <laughs>
0: No, that's definitely not a present.
2: Oh, poor...
0: Scooter would agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Scooter was out there this morning ripping and tearing and throwing that hay net around. He hates that thing with a passion.
2: I have one of those slow feed hay nets around one of my round bales, and oh my gosh, the, the, the fat mare that is the reason for it, she just paws at it. She's so mad all the time. She's <laughs> like, hangry eats, like, just hangry. Uh, Diane says, I finally brought the rest of my horse stuff from Florida to North Carolina, but there's no room in the tack room for my tack box. <laughs> That's a, that is a common problem. Uh, Carrie says, I ordered a custom Maddie's pad, but it's going to take a month to get here months. Oh my gosh. I am having such a problem with apparently all the black dually halters are stuck like at the loading dock and they can't get in. And so all the dualies are sitting there and everybody's messaging me. Where can I get a black dually halter? I just have to tell y'all just be patient. Just wait. They're coming. They're just on a really slow unloader. Um, Brenda says I am going to start a new job that will pay for my pony life. But like that means less time at the barn. And that is the round of Equestrian First World Problems. Please try to try to hang on, you guys. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it. And thank you for sharing. And again, you can become an auditor and be a part of this as well.
0: So I wanted to do a loser of the week. Um, but the more I read the story, I'm not sure who the loser is. <laughs>
2: Uh, I have a loser, so if this isn't losery enough, I'll give you my loser of the week.
0: Look, I did research on my loser to make sure he was a loser.
2: You actually did
0: some. I know. <laughs> Man, Amazing. Man, you are one pathetic loser. My loser of the week. Sort of, maybe, is Andrew Cocker, who got a 10-year suspension and disqualification from eight events for using electric spurs on horses. You'll remember we talked about this a while back. There was a picture where he maybe had a button in his hand and, you know, I guess— the button, then you press it, and it sends a shock to the spurs, which sounds nasty to me. But um, he also has been fined ten thousand eight hundred and eighty nine dollars. How that amount, I don't know. In order to pay costs of eight thousand one hundred sixty six dollars, and that was by the FEI uh, in their hearing. Now. Where I started to get a little wishy washy on it is when I read his side of the story. And apparently, the primary evidence was uh, a, a video of a device, purported, purported, apparently owned by him. And they never got the device in hand for the trial. So, and the guy that was his only witness against him was a guy that apparently had worked in his barn. And then he is, he started suing because the guy did all kinds of stuff wrong. So we have a guy who has a vested interest in making Andrew look bad as the only witness. Why does
2: he have a vested interest in making him look bad?
0: He's being sued by Andrew for stuff that happened in the barn,
2: which happened first, do which know? the suit,
0: the suit, Hmm. yeah so and apparently fei wouldn't take a lot of this in the trial they never did witness or actually see the device the guy had the device and uh the witness had the device and never never actually brought the device up apparently he had,
2: whatever but you could kind of see the and the photos yeah, of, the of the guy show jumping that he had something in But his i mean hand in court,
0: and, you know it's it's supposed to be different level of you know, yeah. uh, and apparently this guy had admitted to using the device on his horses. Um, And he was given immunity because of testifying against Andrew. It's just, this is going to go to, this is definitely going to go to appeal. And when you read the whole story, you definitely walked away with, you know how they ha- say if you have some doubt, if there's any doubt in a trial. I had doubt when I read the story. So I don't know. I don't know. Well,
2: the truth is. is always somewhere in the middle and karma yeah. catches up to all these people. And it sounds, it sounds like anybody, if, if anybody is listening that does business with Eve, one of these people walk away that ah, actually no <laughs> run away
0: <laughs> it just was it's just weird you know it's just weird anyway is yours truly a loser yeah okay here we go do i do i have to play man you are one pathetic loser
2: we're going to get go to Massachusetts in a town called Belcher Town, Massachusetts. People in Belcher Town are talking about. I think about, I would have changed
0: that about forty years ago. I, would
2: have. <laughs> I don't know what that means, like Wiener Town, Belcher Town. Um, but they started a car wash Wednesday night, and I know we've talked about this before, but have said that they were taken aback to see a horse being washed at the local car wash. Okay, and it, it, from the the photos there's like three guys holding this horse and, and one guy just standing off to the side, watching in front of his car. They're just watching this whole thing happen. Uh, the problem is aside from lots of problems, um, (laughs) they actually were using the pressurized water hose on the
0: horse. (laughs)
2: do you do, do uh, th- this is animal controls like you would never power wash yourself let alone a horse and so they said it's very Weren't you the one it, that used the power sponsor.
0: washer and said <laughs> the stories about it about how Wait, didn't you use a power washer and have stories about how on a horse no 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 not on a horse at the barn and have stories about how the wicked the power washer was
2: I believe it was chipping paint off my house in Arizona. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a little one. So I can't imagine a car wash one. Like yeah, this you isn't use terrible. On You're yourself totally or
0: a horse. Yeah.
2: Or a horse, yeah. a pathetic loser. And it does not look like the horse was very excited to have it done either. No, that would hate.
0: All the fur in the world is not going to protect you from a power washer.
2: Oh, it says there's multiple horses. I just saw one picture of one horse. Okay, I thought
0: I just pictured the you know I just pictured the girls from the local volleyball team washing with sponges. No,
2: that's not at all what happened, Glenn. <laughs> okay, and enjoyed that little.
0: That's scene what I pictured. That's, <laughs> <in your mind. laughs> that's what I had in my mind. I was going to drive is- a scooter over for the next one, but apparently not. I will.
2: A bunch of me. men wrestling horses into standing still to get power washed. That's a terrible, I, yeah, what, a terrible why? idea.
0: Why? What would have been worse if they had actually put him through the uh, the car wash. No, yeah but, yeah that would have been worse yeah Good. all right let's uh, let's go to our next guest max cochran's coming back with us she's the president of the united states eventing association she was there grooming over the weekend so we're gonna get uh, her opinion of what it was like from the barn side of things
2: well we are so excited to have max back on with us you talked to us when you were driving to land rover and now you are driving home where on uh, 75 are you
1: I am somewhere in the middle of Tennessee.
2: Oh Lord, we better talk quick because you're about to lose <laughs> service when you get down there. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It's it's nice. It's such a pretty drive, though. I think about five miles post, like coming from Kentucky to Tennessee. It's just the most beautiful mountain pass ever.
1: It, it really is. Yeah, I know Tennessee is so is so beautiful, and then and that northern Atlanta or northern Georgia area still so is really pretty as well. Yeah, it is. It is nice. Get a yeah, couple of mountains. You know, a little bit of topography.
2: It's all good. <laughs> I used to live in Atlanta, and then I lived in Lexington, so I would drive back and forth to the, make that drive all the oh, time. And when know you that said,
1: drive well then. "Oh yeah, <laughs> I,
2: oh yeah," and uh, I, you mentioned how pretty it was in North Atlanta, you're incorrect. No, yeah, it's North Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not much pretty about Atlanta, but it's all good. <laughs> so, so give us your like. Your take on the weekend, we had Sally Spickard on from Eventing Nation earlier, so I I would love to hear your opinion on everything.
1: Yeah, it was, um, well, it was a very different year this year with, um, you know, no spectators. That was definitely, um, it did, You sort of felt like you were just at sort of every, your average competition, whether it was one of the lead up competitions or something, but it was, um, so that was a bit odd. And then you sort of stepped back and thought, oh, we're at Kentucky. This is weird. There's no one here. Um, so that was, that was a bit bizarre, but the competition was still very tough. And, the course was massive. And, um, one of the biggest courses I think I've seen Derek build, um, and not really technical as in, you know, but you still had to be aware and on all the time, not that many let up jumps, like even the ones that were supposed to be your let up gallop jumps in between were huge, massive jumps that you really had to still pay, really pay attention to. Um, so it was, it was a lot.
2: It was also really cold. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where did you spend? Really? Where where did you spend most of your day on like cross country day?
1: Um, in the barns, you know, I had two horses that were competing that I was looking after. So you're in the barns in the morning and, um, trying to get them out before the craziness begins and get them for some walk and some grass. And then you're basically sort of in there and, maybe watch the live feed on your phone while you're getting your horse ready and then down to the warm up and the starts and then into the finish area and then back to the barn to look after them. And, um, so it's sort of in that little area. Um, and then again, try to, try to watch when you can, if, if you can, um, they, you know, the barns are very quiet, which is nice, but, but you don't know what's going on around you. So, um, you're sort of looking at your phone at the scores and seeing how everybody's doing and, um, so it's a, it's a, yeah, batteries go quite flat on that day.
2: Now we saw a picture of Boyd Martin sitting in an ice tub oh that he posted. God, yeah. Um, yeah. What, I mean, we were trying to think, wasn't it like super cold? <laughs> it was really
1: cold. It was one of the coldest, wettest Kentuckys that I can remember. since like probably 2002 was the last one that was this wet and cold. It was, um, you know, the snow on Wednesday morning for sure was, was interesting. It made for some very pretty pictures. Um, uh-huh. but you did feel like you were sort of skiing. It was weird because it would the sun would come out and then there would be snow flurries and then the sun would come out again. There'd be snow flurries again. So uh, it was kind of a weird balance, but it was uh it was definitely different. <laughs> um, so many different things for Kentucky this year, but it was definitely uh, a different feel and that was that was weird. But Boyd I think because he'd had that tumble, he he does soak himself on the ice baths a lot. And I think um after his tumble off the first horse, he thought that was going to be a good thing to do to get
0: ready for his second horse.
2: hmm Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. ever a good
0: thing
1: to do. Just is he human?
2: I can I
0: condition. ask, have you <laughs> checked, is he human? Are we sure?
1: I'm sorry? Is
0: he human? Are, have you checked that?
1: But yeah, no. I, he's Australian. <laughs> <have to remember. laughs>
2: that's true. He is from there.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll they're they're not normal. I can say that because I live with one. But, yes, they are... um <laughs> They, they like to take things to, um, there's no moderation.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great. Well, yeah. So, um, Glenn, you'll know he's human when it comes down to on like maybe, mon- maybe tomorrow morning he's admitted for, uh, you know, pneumonia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <don't> know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what was the feeling yeah. after the first couple of rides went and the 5 star in the morning on Saturday? What was the feeling in the barn Were the other riders were they getting a little nervous and concerned about the day and uh, you know you were yeah, lucky you the know, rain held off but
1: yeah it's interesting cuz usually what ha- the the horses that usually go first are the riders with multiple rides and the riders get to choose which horses they want to go first on you know which ones they would like to to have first and usually they're having their their um, younger horses or their you know less experienced horses go early more than anything for the dressage because you might get a better score on the Friday afternoon in the dressage. So you see the a lot of times on the Saturday morning early, um, a lot of the greenness comes out in those and and the course nobody the people don't know the course that well yet so the mistakes get made and people do pop off and sometimes it is a little bit of time before the first rider gets into the finish area. Um, until word gets back, like, Oh, don't, you know, go so long at this combination, it's not jumping well, or, you know, that type of a thing. So that, that is an uncommon. Um, but it definitely, I can tell you that if you were not in the warm um, you were watching the, t- the TV and the, you know, the live feed in the finish area, they've got, um, uh, closed circuit TV. So you can see how a- every single solitary combination and how it's being ridden. Um, and if you're one of those people that's getting warmed up, you've got someone that knows what they're doing in that tent, watching the first horse go so they can come out and report to the rider before they go out the start box.
2: And that I think is what I really like about eventing too. And correct me if I'm wrong at this level, cause I've certainly never ridden at that level, but don't people kind of help each other out or is this so oh, competitive? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, they come across and they'll say, Oh, you know, how was, how was that to the corner or they'll you know, the, Oh, I got that in five strides or, or whatever. And then even if it, there's something that the footing's a little funny somewhere, as people are finished, they'd be like, Hey, the footing's really tough. You know, after that turn, after the fence seven, you know, be careful, you know, be careful there. Or go, you know, go tighter. They'll they'll definitely try to, you know, it's it's the right thing to do. And it's a lot of, you know, it's it's being a good horseman.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you're all, uh, uh, you're all in the same war. So you might as well exactly. help, yeah. help each other yeah. out. And
1: Um, and
0: nobody wants to see anybody hurt. So, I mean, there's, you know. that. No, exactly.
2: Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. Now, I did notice when you're talking about striding, coming out of the water, I found that, you know, once they jump up that bank, that little skinny that they had was riding in four strides, three strides. And I do believe Joe did it in two. Yeah. Yes. That horse has got an enormous stride. So he
1: definitely, yeah, he got that in two. Um, but that was not a small jump. I mean, it was no. it was deceiving on the live feed because it, it was quite wide. It was, you know, a, um, very round, sort of more oval shaped. And there was definitely a bit of a spread to that, that sort of skinny. It was narrow, but it was not skinny.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so, so being really that deceptive. you groomed for him, was he a bit surprised that he got that into? <clears throat> no, not with that horse. He knows that horse really well. Oh, wow. Well. He's like, oh well, yeah. we just going to do it in two. Yeah, he okay. has got an
1: enormous, <laughs> enormous racehorse gallop stride. So he, he knows he can just sort of keep coming with that. And the uh, the horse, the horse was good. He was very good.
2: Amazing. Yeah. So, so your general overview, Glenn. I know you have more specific questions, but I, I, I just love that we get to to no, have I a don't. Go in
0: ahead. the barn yeah,
2: the, through the through the whole experience because that's a different perspective. And I love yeah. that everybody kind of helps each other out and everybody's cheering each other on. And that's, that's, that's the different difference in, in, in this equestrian sport versus others. And, uh, as, as the president of the eventing association, (laughs) what was your professional take on the Kentucky event this year?
1: I think it was, I think overall it was fantastic. I think everybody was so happy to be able to have the competition. I know, the foreign riders that came over were really grateful that, that Kentucky made the effort to, to happen. And um, I think everybody saw it as quite a good success. It was a great day of sport, we'll say. It was a safe day. You know, the horse ambulance, and the people ambulance did not move, which is always a really good sign. And um, I think, it, you know, overall, it was a little epic, a little wet, a little gross that way. But I think in the end, it just, it just was a it was a good day.
2: I'm trying to remember who the rider was that fell off in the water. It was a uh, a woman, and uh, she. Oh, Allison Springer! Yes. Oh. oh, heartbreaking. But the worst part all was that she falls off in the water. Her air vest and pops then up. Go back and get her stick. Yes, I was like, oh, she do like the walk of shame back into the water jump to pick up her stick. Oh, I, I like, wanted to
0: run over there and grab it, grab it for her. <laughs> I <Allison>. did. <laughs>
1: Such a good sport. She was I bet she was laughing. She's like, Oh man, there's my stick. I gotta go back in. You know, oh, she's <laughs> such a good she's such a trooper. Like
2: she's you're already sport. wet. You might as well oh, that that one really yeah. stuck out to yeah, me too. Exactly. And oh, we talked man, a little bit too bad. Yeah, we talked a little bit too about Tammy Smith. I was so pulling for her and Lexus to get through and and do so well. I was like yeah. jumping every jump with her and to break that frangible pin was just so I, know.
1: I- that really was, and then she ended up, you know, she would have been third or second or third otherwise, yeah. um, but she, the horse jumped super, and he came through the weekend really well, so that's, that's excellent, yeah. Still yeah. finished in the top ten. I know she would have liked to have been a lot closer, um, but you know, it, it's what it is, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is. Have we yeah. announced
1: the Olympic short team for eventing yet? No, the Jersey Fresh is technically the last, um, the last selection trial. Okay. Um, I, but I, you know, I'm guessing they're probably going to go off of the horses that have been to Kentucky. And so at the end of May, they have a uh, big vet evaluations with all the horses, um, that, that will be the last they'll invite probably 15 horses to go be evaluated by the vets in Virginia. Um, or, or a vet, you know, if, when Tammy goes home, I'm guessing that some of those, that horse will be, looked at by a, a team appointed vet out in California and they'll do all the flexions and, and ultrasounding legs and, you know, all every, anything and everything you have the farriers there and have just a really massive once over just to see how the horses have come through the competition and, and, um, and uh, just check on their soundness. And then they will announce, then they're going to actually announce their the team and the reserves right after that. So that we'll know, our Olympic team, I think, by the end of May.
0: Cool, very good. Well, and you'll yeah. be going over, I assume. One of the perks.
1: I am going over as a technical official for for the games, so I get I'm working actually for the Olympics, which is really exciting.
0: You're wow. so fancy. Yes, Look at anyway. You. Yeah, Do you like Japanese I know, food? I know. It's I love Japanese. Food. Okay, go, go, go yeah, go, go, go. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know
2: yeah.
1: it'll be interesting with the COVID restrictions of what, uh, what well, bus traveling and stuff. It'll be interesting to see what we're what we're allowed to do and not allowed to do. But um, yeah, it should be. It's uh, pretty pretty grateful to get the opportunity.
0: Now, are you are are they allowing spectators? Are they doing spectators or only no Japanese? Spectators. Or no, no. Okay, no spectators.
1: Only the only people that will be allowed there are, are people that have credentials. Um, And typically each horse gets an owner, uh, two owners, a rider, the groom, and and then sometimes you get a significant other, but sometimes that's it.
0: I know they were severely limiting uh, press too. I got that memo. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. and and the owners are only to be the people that are listed on the passport. So you can't sort of say, oh, they're coming as my owner. It is truly the horses that are in the passport. There's lots of paperwork to fill out, you know, years in advance, I mean, I think when they're normally sort of in February, if you think you might be going to the Olympic Games, and you put your application and you have your owners and everybody fill out all that paperwork to send in to the credentialing, you know, because it's the worldwide credentialing system, um, to, you know, just in case, you know, somebody ends up, you know, getting there and even, I don't know, it just, if you apply, that's what you get, so it's just a really interesting, um, it's Really, it's very, very
4: organized that
0: way. Well, I, we have to. We're running out of time, and I know you're going to run out of uh, cell service here shortly in Tennessee. But I want you put did the most poignant post of the weekend, and I don't know if Jamie saw it, but uh, you visited uh, Theodore O'Connor's plaque. Where is that? I
1: did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, it's really cool. There's a plaque there for him. There's a couple of other plaques: the Gray Goose, um, Les Samurai. Um, Teddy, and I can't remember, maybe two others, but um, those are the ones that I remembered. So there's a little plaque right near the head of the lake going up the hill, you know, towards the EEI office, you know, on that side of the road. Um, and when I was driving back on the, after I'd finished taking care of my horses on Saturday night, I was driving back to the campground. And I thought, ah, I got to stop and see Ted. So mm-hmm. I just had a quick pop in and saw his little plaque and just sort of had a little quick little chat to him. I mean, he's he's buried up in up in Virginia, but um, just to have the plaque there was just kind of fun. Cause he he would have liked the day yesterday. He would have loved this
0: weekend. He would have eaten that up. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he really would have. He would have been. Uh, that would have been a good day for him. So it was just needed to needed to go and check in with him. So it was fun.
0: Oh, I'm I'm glad you posted that. It brought back memories for uh, for everybody. Really. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Max. You're always great. We appreciate you. And uh, stay awake on this drive. You know, below Atlanta, we'll it dip. gets really damn boring. So
1: I know exactly. <laughs> thanks, Max. Excellent. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, girl. Bye.
0: Well, there you go. There's the wrap up. I think we've covered that pretty well. Uh, what happened at Land Rover, by the way, if you didn't know what we were talking about there, uh, we were talking about a little pony named uh, Teddy O'Connor that was written by Karen O'Connor and Max was groomed for and it was no relation. No mm-hmm. relation. That was just a name they gave Teddy and we all watched Teddy go. Teddy was what, 14, two hands. And jumped like a 17-hander. Uh, he was some pony. He was, he was amazing. And everybody loved him. He was a darling of eventing for years. Unfortunately, they lost him in a farm accident. Uh, uh, but uh, everybody still that follows eventing knows that name. Well... Apparently, and I don't know about this either. Jamie has something she wants to talk about in the post show. That's not happy. That so. sucks. Uh, it's a horse-related, I assume, not people-related. Yes. Okay.
2: So, if people want to listen to the to it, how do they do that? Well, I become should, an auditor,
0: a- and then you get the instructions and how to listen. So, uh, we email you out with instructions and how to listen. Uh, but that's how you do it. You become an auditor. And we'll be, we'll be here after, uh, tomorrow. We're going to be dark. Uh, the horse illustrated was supposed to start this month on the fourth, fourth Tuesday of the month. But unfortunately, my co-host for that episode uh, got injured and can't, couldn't do it. So uh, she's down and out right now. So we're going to have to wait a month on that. And then uh, we'll be back here on Wednesday. So look forward to that. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday, and if I could find a closing music, I would play it there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tutor
2: and Gal! Y'all thought I forgot?
0: I did think you forgot. <laughs> good show. That was a good show. Uh, good wrap up. So uh what happened?
2: Man, so my my beautiful, stunning, amazing, super quiet, gray thoroughbred that I adopted Parker. Yeah. Um, you know, and that wasn't too long ago, was it? No, I got him for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and uh I, I you know, I and I gave him a bunch of time off post track. And he's just the quietest, calmest, kindest dude that you could imagine. Um, but in the three months of training, like we have not progressed at all to the point where like what he does is you, you, you just, he just won't move.
0: That's saying like, a lot he, with you being the trainer.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, no progression whatsoever. And I put my leg on and like he just won't go. And so we work in the rump and moving off the leg. We did long lining. We've done just a tons of stuff. And, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, Abby, let's go out into the pasture. And I'm just going to get him to like gallop up the hill. I couldn't get him to trot more than three steps. And this is a four-year-old racehorse. Now, at this point, I've treated him for ulcers twice. He's had chiropractic. He's had acupuncture. And I treated him for EPM. I did all the things, you know, and of course his teeth and he's been working on, they get new shoes every four weeks. And I mean, I'm like thousands of dollars into this horse and I just, I can't get him to move like nothing. I, and I get him to canter and it takes me like, I look like a pony clubber that's like on a lesson horse, like halfway around the arena trotting as fast as I can, just to get him into the trot and I'm like, or they say canter and I couldn't do it. And, um, I just I just got like after that after he wouldn't and there's ca- nothing even physically trot,
0: wrong just
2: Well I didn't I, so so that's I didn't know what to what to do. Um so I talked to my vet, she's like, we can do this, 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 this. And I was like, you know what I want to do? He's a four year old thoroughbred that won't move. I want to x ray his back. And she's like, Oh, there's so many things that we can do before that, you know, and I was like, No, no. I think I just want to do it. Well, to find somebody who has a portable x-ray machine that will come to (laughs) to your farm, a portable x-ray for the back. There's only one place in the state. And so I I booked an appointment with them. And they came out and uh, took some x-rays. And, fuck, he's got kissing spine, like, Uh, from mid-back all uh, the way. And And I was like... He's four, and I was like, you know, I'm devastated. I'm crying. I'm like, what are my options here? And they were like, well, there's a surgery, but it's like ten thousand dollars, and it doesn't really work. And I'm oh, like, well, yeah, okay, that that's right fun. Uh, you can do injections and like some exercises and what, stuff. Every six and I was months. Like, oh, well, I said, how? And he, I said, how realistic is that for this? And he goes, yeah this has been here for a long time huh. because I don't even think injections will
0: improve.
2: Yeah. And, and, his... and again,
0: every six months, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah.
2: And you don't put, put a horse through that. So well, that's painful. Yeah. It was, it's just everything about it is awful. And so uh, this is a disease that I don't understand how
0: We've covered happens. it a couple times and we've yeah, covered it I a know, lot, but I still don't get it either.
2: It's, it's terrible. And, and I mean, I'm like, like aside from the fact that I'm thousands of dollars into this horse, you know, and I got all the KPP supplements were for him and i did all the things. It doesn't matter because here's a four-year-old horse who literally has no career, none. Like I talked to him and I said, what can he do? And he goes, well, he can be a lower level dressage horse, <laughs> but he, he goes, but he won't be very good at it. I'm like, I've trained him for four months and couldn't get him to trot. You know, like he yeah. doesn't want to move, but he is a phenomenal For a good reason. Walk right. trail horse, you know, like take him on a trail horse. But then I'm like, can he, can he do that? And he was like, well, I guess, but he tripped a lot, which is mm-hmm. kind of the thing, like going trotting up the hill. He tripped when I asked him to trot. And let's
0: be honest, and after so, you've seen his back, do you really want to put a saddle on him again?
2: I, ju- I, I, I didn't, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that to him. And he was like, this horse will never jump ever, because it's going to hurt every time he jumps. And so, you know, I, and I just had to make a decision and I called Nelda at horse and hound. And, and here's the good news is that, you know, when she takes him back, they have a lifetime of being turned out and eating grass, you know, like a lot of room there. She has a pasture now, now that I've been involved, we've, we found some, some horses here and there that really aren't physically capable of doing things. And a lot of horses that come to her with catastrophic injuries, as far as performance goes, like horses that will never be ridden and she takes them and they have a field. And all of them hang out and they're all these crippled thoroughbreds and they just walk around. This is why anybody who wants to donate any money, they just know that if you donate it to horse and hound, it is going to, it's going to do good. Because like I said, she just, she houses all of these and thoroughbreds aren't the cheapest ones to feed, you know? So she's going to take them? She took them back. I had to return them. Wow. This is this is why we didn't have a show Friday, is what I did on Friday, is I cried all the way to Guthrie and back, you know, like returning. My friend Larissa went with me because I was having a really hard time with it. Um, wow. so it just just sucks. I just so yeah, I had to call her and she's like, bring him back. He'll just be turned out. And if, if somebody wants him as like a pasture pet, you know, or a walk trail horse, they, they they can do that. That's what the vet cleared him to do was like do a little dressage and a walk trail ride. But I don't even see him. I mean, I rode him for four months. Like he's I would just not have trail that's, ride on
0: a flat surface, but if you do any hills, that's gonna hurt. Well,
2: that's what I was yeah. doing with him because I was like, I'm gonna strengthen his hind end. And so that's what we're doing. And he he just he trips a lot. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of like if your horse trips a lot, there's there's something wrong. And I've had enough horses trip and fall with me on them that I feel lucky that it didn't happen. But like that's why I did the EPM. I'm like, okay, there's something weird and weak with his hind end. Let's treat him for EPM. Cause that's very common here in Oklahoma. So treat him for that. And I'm like, hmm, you know what? I still think he needs an adjustment. So the chiropractor came out, my vet, who's a chiropractor and acupuncturist. She light him, lit him up, you know, and did all the things. And then I'm like, I always treat him for ulcers right when they come off. Cause I, I, you, I do that. But then like, you know, I was tightening the girth and he's pinning his ears. I'm like, that's not like him. So let's trade him for ulcers again. Turns out all of it is just telling me that he has kissing spine, but that is not the first thing I wanted to attack. You know, it will be from now on now. And now my pre-purchase is going to be, Hey, y'all come out and x-rays back. <laughs> Cause it's a heart. It was so heartbreaking in, in months and months of, mm. of like training this beautiful, young, spectacularly minded horse. And even with all this, like he still was so good. You know, and that's what's really heartbreaking about it. He's just so good for all of it. Like all that he just started doing in the end was pinning his ears when he, when I loosely put the girth on, I'm like, Hmm. Okay. But the tripping and all, it just all started to add up. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, I got him x-rayed and good Lord
0: heartbreaking. Well, that's really sad.
2: Yeah. It's really sad. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm several days away from it now, so I'm not going to cry, but like it was, it was hard it's, it's, and I, and I gave him a big hug and I said, I'll see you in a couple weeks, you know, cause I'll be able to go back up there and, and squeeze his neck, you know, and, and still go visit him and stuff. It's not like, you know, and this is what I told another listener who was going to get one of the horse and hound horses that had an injury. It popped up in the, in the pre-purchase. And I was like, you know, here's the thing. Like, and she, she I contacted her because she had just gone through this like whole thing with me. And I said, you know, she was like, I'm going to tell you what you told me, (laughs) (laughs) which is the horse is going to be fine. He's not going on a truck to Mexico. He is like going back to be turned out to live out his life as a horse without any pain, you know, without being worked. And she said that also if he hadn't come to me and this is what was frustrating is like you put your leg on and you lay on and your leg on, you don't get any reaction. Like what is the next thing people do? Glenn is they get a whip. Right. And I was like, I am not going to get this giddy up rope, I'm not, there's just something that is going on with this horse. Why he doesn't learn it. But somebody, it's just like somebody else would have taken a whip to him. And then he would have, Balked or reared or gotten very angry and then he would have gone you know that's the ones that go on a truck to mexico because they have pain and nobody finds it but i just knew there was something wrong and i found it and so at least there's that at least he's diagnosed and not adopted out to somebody who's just going to get a whip out and go move your ass you know Hmm. so i guess guess in the grand scheme of things he's, he's standing out in a pasture right now eating grass and he's fine but it just it just it just really sucks it does suck, it just yeah. so so sucks
0: well i'm sorry <sighs> to hear that
2: thank you yeah it,
0: it's it's mm-hmm. yeah
2: so that's why i didn't t- answer your text all weekend i just like I'm i knew. just riding i yeah, was I just knew. riding i was
0: just letting you know the schedule mostly <laughs>
2: yeah you're like have you been watching rolex and i'm like well, oh, I, 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 I always ask morning. that
0: so I know how much coverage I'm going to put on the day <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. or how many guests I need to have because it's not going to be just me talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, well, we do have uh, a scheduling note for, we'll tell the auditors, uh, it really doesn't mean a whole lot except the show is going to be coming out probably a half an hour later or an hour later during the day. But next week, we're going to start recording an hour later than we do now. <clears throat> so it'll be eleven o'clock here Eastern Time, and that's so that uh, when we get into the heat of summer, Jamie has time to ride her horses, and I can actually do something outside in Florida before we start I'd the like, show.
2: Please, please, please! I'm not arguing. I'm looking forward to later. it too. Because I can't, you <laughs> know,
0: pretty so much good. if I have two shows in a day, then I can't do anything outside. Because you know, oh, in the morning I'm getting prepared for this show, and I can't do anything outside. And then if I have a show in the afternoon, it's then it, then it's too it's too hot, you know. So. Um, or show in the evening. So we're going to, for, for both our sakes, we're going to record just a little later, which that just means for you, because we're not doing live, it just means for you guys that the show's going to hit the feed a little bit later. But I mean, we're talking probably a half an hour to an hour. So, um, but you know, people count on it being a certain time for their drives or whatever. And I just want to let you know that. And we'll announce it on the regular show. Uh, also, um, What else do I need to announce to the auditors? Uh, For the auditors that are going on the cruise Thursday night, we're doing a Facebook Live. It'll be in the auditor room and also the cruise room, the Horse Lover's Cruise Room, and we're having a rep from Royal Caribbean. Come on, it's going to answer all your questions. I'm going to be emailing people today, but if you have questions, email me at com. if you can't join us live. This could be questions about whether the cruise is going to go. It could be questions about COVID. It could be just questions about anything, Shore excursions, dinner, you know, whatever, Uh, final payment time, whatever you have questions on, uh, definitely send them in. This is the time to get them answered with somebody that works for Royal Caribbean. So uh, that'll happen on Thursday night. All right. That's how I'm done talking. Uh, Yeah, me too. (laughs) I've had enough. All All right. Thanks everybody. Bye.